Okay, That's Jazz, great. would yes. you mind reading the first part? Yes. Mark 13, 28 through 31. Let's do it. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here we see Jesus mm -hmm. starting off with a parable right after talking about all of the end times prophecy. Right. And so I feel like he's redirecting their, um, their mm. focus. Mm. You know, he just taught them about the prophecy, but now it's like a redirection so they don't get caught up necessarily. It's, it's a parable, but it's also like an illustration, mm -hmm. you know? And I, and I think that they're both right. I mean, I think they're kind of like um, the same thing, both, you right. know? Like it's further explaining what he just talked about? Well, I think, you know, it's interesting because um, my daughter was telling me that she's taking these studies right now on um, children and at certain ages. Like if you ask a child, like, what did you do in school today? Nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because they need concrete things. They have to relate it to something concrete. So if you say, um, what did you learn in math? That yeah. gives them okay. something concrete. Something what did you learn when you opened your science book? Um, what happened yeah. with Recess. your friends? <laughs> yeah. You have to bring concrete. Mm -hmm. So he's told them all these things, and I think that they just seem like, you know, we don't see anything in our society right now that would lead us to believe that. I mean, the church, I'm sorry, the, the temple, temple yeah. stands and it's mm -hmm. so strong, and look at these, and it's almost unbelievable. So he's going to give them a concrete example. You know how this happens with nature. Right. It happens with a fig right. tree. And I happen to have a fig tree. Hmm. And it will be absolutely bald, denuded, like mm -hmm. no leaves or anything. And it was interesting because COVID hit, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And the week before, my fig tree had had nothing, no leaves, nothing on it. And I, I look out and there's like these little buds where leaves are about to come. And I, the, it was like the Spirit of the Lord said, learn a lesson from the fig tree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is still winter, it's February. Spring hasn't yeah. hit. And it's like, learn a lesson. Summer is inevitable. So Jesus is, is talking about the inevitability yeah. of what he has said. That's good. It's inevitable. And is there, is there the connection? Because fig, the fig tree in Israel we've right. talked about before. Right. Yep. And so what I was thinking too is if you watch... Israel, that will kind of give you an indication. I think so many mm -hmm. times we're so focused on, Amer I mean, you look at the news, it's all about America. People yes, care right. more about what yes. Trump said on Twitter than what, like a lot of atrocities going on in other right. parts of the world. Right. They're horrible things. Right. I remember when those fires in Australia were happening, I barely heard anything about it. It was all about America. And it's like, wait uh -huh. a minute, look at, you know, a lot of the action's gonna happen in the East, not here. And so I think yeah. if you watch Israel, it really well, think will about be our this indicator. Well, too, because all of a sudden Israel's a nation again. Yes. So That's you've huge. got, in fact, my dad, um, he wrote, uh, I mean, he did a movie called Parable of the Victory. Mm. And it all was all about the fact that Israel had become a nation. Yeah, he huge. said, that's the, that's the leaves mm -hmm. coming out. Because you've had this barren stump, like that's the land. But now the stump has these leaves and you see there's life. Mm -hmm. There's life again. Mm -hmm. And I have to say during winter, we don't know whether our fig tree's alive or not. We're like, did we kill it? Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden these leaves, and right now fruit is dropping off. 
I mean, that's how wow. um, ripe the figs are, and I have made the fig salad. Yes, Angie. Delicious. Yes. Oh, man. We love the yeah. salad. <laughs> yes. So, but it's just interesting to me, the inevitability. So yes. Jesus is saying, like, yes, when Israel, Watch again, there, yeah. you know, here's the first time Israel's been a nation since uh, the exile to Babylon. Mm -hmm. First time. Mm -hmm. that so they, that's yes. how it relates to the end times, that question there, like mm -hmm. how does the fig tree relate to the end times? Exactly. Yeah, that's excellent. That. Mm -hmm. and also, and, oh, go go ahead. ahead. No, I mean, and also too, I thought it was interesting. I don't know, Shovel, if you have like a something, a take on this, but the whole this generation will not pass away. I think that mm -hmm. kind of throws people. But I was just mm -hmm. looking at the Greek and the word for generation is genia or genia, however you would say that which can refer also to like a group of people or a race or right. something and maybe right. have to do with Israel. Right. right. Just itself as a people group will mm -hmm. not pass away mm -hmm. until these things take place. What, and do you have any other thoughts on that? Or No, that's exactly it. Okay. I mean, I think that yeah. uh, people too often like it didn't happen to the disciples. Yeah, he wasn't talking right. to the disciples. He knew these words would be recorded mm -hmm. and he's preparing because he said, he's preparing a people yes. who will see um, the desolation, mm. the abomination oh, yeah. that causes yeah. desolation. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that's the gener that's the people he's talking to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those who see that, they won't pass away. We haven't seen that, you know, but those who do, yeah. then you've got, you can start your timetable seven years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're gonna see it all. Um, I also think how it relates to the um, end times is that summer is inevitable, but first there's spring. Okay. And I think that there's seasons, um, knowing the seasons is crucial to our understanding yes. of end times. And I think we're kind of, you know, we're kind of in the spring season where things are coming to life, but when summer comes, mm -hmm. you know, things are gonna change. And um, each season, there's a change with every mm. season. It's clear. Right, mm -hmm. it's a clear change. And I think he's saying, don't be fooled by spring. Ah, when everything it comes to like life, summer. yes, yeah. don't be fooled. It's not the time hmm. yet. Birth pangs, those mm -hmm. are the beginning of yes. sorrows. Mm -hmm. right. Yes, right, right. Interesting. Interesting. Um, go ahead, oh yeah, I thought Jasmine. you were gonna say something. Yeah. <laughs> well then I love too, in the midst of all that, because that can lead people to get like anxious and all that, but I love yeah. the fact that he says, heaven and earth are gonna pass away, my word will not pass away. Mm -hmm. It's like, remember there's a stability and a certainty and that's in me and in my word. In the midst of all that, you know, just know exactly. that I am I was, certain and I sure. was reading someone 19 this morning and it was mm. talking about, you know, uh, to paraphrase, when my world is upset, mm. I'll cling to your word. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. that's the idea that just we stay in the word. That's so good. I also see too, um, when my takeaway from this is yeah. God's got a plan. Yes. And he has yeah. a timetable and he wants his children prepared Mm. obedient and ready for service. And I believe it's in Amos mm. where it says that God never does anything, but first he tells his prophets. I think mm -hmm. so. I think that is Amos. I yeah. think it's in Amos. It's really and good. the yeah. idea is like, he's telling John everything so we can be prepared. Yeah. So that when we see these things, I'm sorry, he's telling his disciples this and then I'm thinking of the Revelation study. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that when we begin to see these things, we'll be prepared. Yeah. prepared and we'll want to prepare others. Yeah. If, if you knew that the thief was coming, you'd say to your neighbor, 
turn your alarm system mm -hmm. on every night. Yeah, seriously. You know, be prepared. Put the dog downstairs. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. exactly. It's not to be afraid and freak out. It's just for preparedness it's, sake. And exactly. Knowing like, yeah, God, God is with us. He's, it's stable. There's a plan. It's a per there's a purpose. Mm -hmm. So you can be confident. You in know, that. I was, um, I've been reading Revelation in my personal studies and on Wednesday nights, they're going through Revelation. And one thing that I've noticed is how well ordered the plans of God are. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're well ordered, yeah. they're measured, mm -hmm. and they happen the perfect time. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, those underneath the, the throne of God, the martyrs, are like, how long, O oh Lord? Mm -hmm. And the Lord gives mm -hmm. them, he's like, it, and I think, what a safe place. Is there right. any safer place than right Seriously, under the throne yeah. of God? Like, <laughs> nothing can touch you here, mm -hmm. and they're giving white robes, and it's like they're staying at the Hilton, you know, or the Four <laughs> Seasons, like you're just fine. Yeah. And you've got everything you need, and, but there's more that are going to come in and join, mm -hmm. and then that's the time. His mm -hmm. timing is and perfect. And there's, there's such a perfect timing, right. and again, well-ordered. Yeah. He doesn't do arbitrary things, like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Yep. And he's he not surprised he's by all these things. He's always preparing us. And I think, you know, like even with COVID, I think we've said this before, instead of resisting and going, this is terrible, how the devil's in control, we're not mm -hmm. victims. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We are not yep. victims yep. of our circumstance. We've got Jesus. Yes. So instead we say, okay, how do you want to use me? Like Esther. Yes. How do you want to use me in mm -hmm. this for such a time, time for yeah. such a time as this? Mm -hmm. What's my participation? What's my place in mm -hmm. all of this? Mm -hmm. That's, That's good. so good. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Okay, I know one verse that I wanted to share that was yeah. my takeaway with just like seeing that God's word is trustworthy is yes. 2 Peter 3, 7. And it says the heavens and earth are preserved by his word. Yeah. yeah. You well, go. you know, also when I was reading Revelation to go back to that, I was seeing the restraining force of the Lord that is taken away when the seals mm -hmm. yeah. are loosed. It's like you see how God has restrained fire, mm -hmm. how God has restrained the animals, mm. how God has restrained pestilence. I mean, even COVID only has so much of a reach. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's like 99% of people limit. won't get it. And mm -hmm. the 1% that does, it's even a lower percent that will die. There's right. a restraint uh -huh. mm -hmm. on all these things right now. And during the tribulation, that restraint of God, God says, you want a life without me, I'll yeah. take away the restraining force. And you know, that's the Holy Spirit in the mm. church. Mm -hmm. And the Lord says, I'm not gonna restrain these things mm. anymore. Yeah. This is, you're gonna, I, but even so, there's, there's still some mercy in uh -huh. it. Yes. Because it could go totally yes. uh, cataclysmic. Right. And he doesn't. Totally. Mm -hmm. He's giving this, Limits. and I, I think too, it's like this pressing down for the say, like, like almost uncle. Mm -hmm. Will you repent yet? Mm -hmm. Don't you see how bad it is without me? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like um, when my children were naughty, I used to send them to their room. And I would just like make sure that they heard what a great time we were having downstairs. <laughs> and like yeah. Yeah. Um, my one daughter used to send me notes. Like, I am sorry now. It, it, it would, you wait. And mm -hmm. when you get that note, you're like, come on down. <laughs> mm -hmm. and True godly repentance. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yes. But well, you know, it's that to move you to yeah. that. Let's move on to the next day, day 68, Mark 13, 32 through 37. Cheryl, do you mind reading that? 32 through 37, I'd love to. Now concerning that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Watch, be alert, for you don't know when the time is coming. It is like a man on a journey who left his house, gave authority to his servants, gave each one his work, and commanded the doorkeeper to be alert. 
Therefore, be alert, mm -hmm. since you don't know when the master of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at the crowing of the rooster or early in the morning. Otherwise, when he comes suddenly, he might find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to everyone, be alert. Mm -hmm. Okay. So why do believers need to be alert? I believe this has to do with the rapture. Jesus mm -hmm. is coming. Mm -hmm. And I believe that this is something that Paul understood to be the rapture as he poured over the teachings of Jesus. Mm -hmm. He said, I will show you a mystery, mm -hmm. something that hasn't yet been revealed. We shall not all sleep. Right. Not everyone's going to die, but we shall be changed in mm -hmm. a twinkling of an eye. Mm -hmm. This mortal will put on immortality. This corruption will put on incorruption. And in that day, the saying that death is swallowed up in victory will mm -hmm. happen. And so I Brian agree. says, there's a day where God will show his victory over death by taking a last generation to heaven without mm -hmm. dying. Mm -hmm. Because the righteousness of Jesus is so strong in them. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. And mm -hmm. so I believe that he's coming because when the tribulation starts, you can start numbering the days. Because exactly. it even says, yeah. number the days. 1,200. Yep. Yes, exactly. and especially in Daniel, it tells us, like, yes, number and then this day. And so you can number the days. So it's not going to be a surprise. Mm -hmm. But this is a surprise. Exactly. That's and this true. is something that you need to be alert for. Four, you know? Mm -hmm. And also, like, why does Jesus say the son doesn't know? It's mm -hmm. a rhetorical question. It's because he emptied himself to right. take on the His full Godhead. human experience. Mm -hmm. And on earth, he only received what God revealed to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so as he receives the revelation of God, because he lives a life totally dependent on the Lord and the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. he receives only that revelation. When he's glorified, when he goes back yeah. to heaven, he receives everything back. Right. And when he comes again and the disciples with him, they're like, okay, in Acts chapter one, okay, I know you know. So when, but they're more interested in when will Israel be a nation again? Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. you know, I think that there's some believers who live for the restoration of the United States. <laughs> and they think that this, they want to make this heaven on earth. Hmm. the utopia, and they forget that we're strangers. Right. We're pilgrims. pilgrims I believe in praying for the peace of your country. I believe in voting mm -hmm. for the best. And you know, it tells us to pray that the church might prosper and that we might live a peaceable life. Uh -huh. And so we're supposed to, what? Pray for leaderships, yep. put away wrath and doubting, and lift up holy hands to God, saying, God, we put this into mm -hmm. your um, hands. We we bring this under your authority, but this is not heaven. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. That was something that I was thinking about is like, okay, so how do we, you know, watch for yes. these things? And um, I was thinking, I actually thought of Hudson Taylor because uh, he was, when he first got saved, he was reading the Bible and learning all this stuff for the first time. And when he, and, and just taking God at his word mm -hmm. and then uh, literally applying it in a way that, you know, he felt God calling him to. And so when he read about Christ's return and, you know, the imminence of the rapture and all that sort of a thing, yeah. or however, yeah, anyway, that in particular, he just sensed like, there's an urgency here. Okay, I need to, and he said, I wanted to get rid of anything in my life that I would be ashamed of if the master came back at once. Thinking of like this story here where, the master left and left his servants to work and to, you know, uh -huh. keep his be house faithful. and all of that, be faithful until he returned. He's like, well, I want to just keep an open hand with everything in my life so that I don't have anything 
that I'd be ashamed of if Jesus came back right now. That's good. And so I love that as just a practical and kind of like what you were saying too, those are some other practical ways mm -hmm. that we can actually live expectantly and live mm -hmm. for Christ's return and not live for an earthly kingdom or things that are gonna just pass away in the end. Like, mm -hmm. how can I, you know, order my ways so that I won't be ashamed if Jesus was to come back? And I'm like, wow, that's a real good perspective check. And also too that God's given us something to do yeah. in the meantime. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. he's like the master who says to each of his servants, here's your job. Yeah. Here's something to do. And of course that's like the parable of the talents. Yes. Here I'm, I'm investing. And what you see is actually the master is investing mm -hmm. in Andy Scott True. faith in his servants. And mm. God invests in us. And Paul says, I thank God that he counted me faithful mm. by entrusting me with the gospel and putting me in the right. ministry. Right. Yeah. So we've been entrusted. We've got something to do right now. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. even in COVID, we have something that we can do Amen. and to do to prepare ourselves and mm -hmm. others for the mm -hmm. coming of the Lord. Exactly. That was my takeaway too, is just that vigilance of yes. not mm -hmm. just relaxing and thinking, you know, it's all just going downhill, but just really <laughs> having a vigilance to make the most of every minute that we have, recognizing that it is coming quickly. Mm -hmm. And it just made me think of like the government, how um, when there's war, you know, when there's the risk of war, they have those DEFCON, the mm. defense readiness, um, you know, levels right. that yeah. they have. Right. And so it's like when you get to that point, you're seeing all these signs happening and the um, you get to that heightened area of readiness and awareness. Right. And, you know, they've got the one where DEFCON 4 yeah, is what Def they Con call um, a double take where it's like they're stopping and they're looking and they're recognizing something serious is really going on. We mm. need to, you know, make every effort to be effective here. But then when they get to like all the way up to DEFCON 1, which is the top, it's like they have their guns cocked and they're ready. Right. And so we need to be ready for the return of Jesus about his business mm. and vigilant mm. instead of just being relaxed and lulled to sleep, really. Well, I think they're a lot of people that just want to sleep. I was talking to yeah. a young man this week and he said, I just, I, I found it implausible to believe he was raised in a Christian home. And I said, it's not implausible. I said, you've got mm -hmm. another excuse because it's not implausible. I said, you're an artist mm -hmm. and you look at nature and as an artist, there is no way that you think there's not a painter mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you paint and you know the beauty of it, the, the artwork and yeah. the work. Yeah, uh -huh. and the you know taking it in yeah. and mixing of the colors. You know this. You know that nobody should look at your artwork and go, "That just happened. It was so weird." You know, just <laughs> these the paint all the, fell. The, the, yeah. The, yeah, it just all started uh -huh. happening on the canvas. I said, "It's not implausible." I mm -hmm. said, "You don't want to believe." Mm -hmm. And I said, "I don't know what's in your life that keeps you from wanting to believe, mm -hmm. but there's a reason that you don't want this to be true." And I think it's because he wants to sleep. Mm. He wants to just sleep and pretend that there's no tomorrow, that everything, I'm just going to dream, I'm going to live in this dreamlike state and everything's going to work itself out. And, mm. you know, I know people who, um, they don't want to put the effort in praying. You know, today I was reading a really interesting thing in, in, um, in the gospel and it was saying that people like, um, oh, it was, it was the psalmist in Psalm 119. He was saying that, there are those who are mocking him because he's studying the precepts of the Lord. Mm. And there are people that believe in the precepts, mm -hmm. but they, they don't like how far we're going with it. Yeah, they don't want to apply it that because way. Because we're yeah. mocking it. it's going to cost them right. something they too. They don't want to pay the cost. Yeah. They want to do the, the least, mm -hmm. the spiritual least, mm 
and still receive the spiritual best. So what they do is they like, she might read her Bible, but did you see she did that? Mm. She might pray with others, but did you, you know, she can't, you know, she can't po uh, polish mm. her toenails. You know, it's mm. like they get these little, or you know, her house is dusty, or she doesn't clean her They're windows, off even though track and yeah. off focus. Yes, mm. like mm. I knew a girl that said, "I judge a woman's spirituality by how clean her house is," mm -hmm. and I said, "Really? I judge it by how loving she is mm -hmm. and how welcoming yeah. she is into her house, even when it's a mess." Yeah, and I think That's about good. like we don't want to sleep. I've got one more story to tell because mm. um, there's this lady named Hugh Jack Clark. And she owned one of the most expensive properties in the world. She owned like um, two floors of an um, apartment building in New York mm. that stretched a whole city block. Wow. Her father was a copper miner. But she had this property that her father had lived in sometimes in Santa Barbara. And it's on 40 acres and it's mm. above the... Um, it's above the... Uh, Westmont? No, no oh, it's, okay. it's right... It's beachfront. Oh, nice. It's okay. right next to that um, graveyard off of Cabrillo. Oh, you know, the cemetery okay. next to Cabrillo. So you can see the gatehouse. It has like four houses. Hmm. And the people, her staff, for 55 years, kept it in perfect readiness for the day she would return. Interesting. And all wow. the furniture and everything mm -hmm. is absolutely perfectly intact hmm. because they didn't know when she might come back. Hmm. And they kept it. And um, like the, some of the caretakers died, so their children became caretakers, mm. and they kept maintaining this property. So that they say that this property is the most expensive property in the world because it was so well maintained. Mm. Wow, that's amazing! Isn't that amazing? It adds value to it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good mm -hmm. visual to. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I always mind. think of too just that pregnant and expecting, like when yes. you're about it's ready inevitable. to have your baby, all the signs are there. You know, yep. you're about ready to have the baby. You're not wasting time with you know little things, but you're getting everything ready. You want to be completely ready yes. for when that baby yeah. comes. You've got your bag packed. Yep. You've got everything <laughs> in the hospital, the room yep. ready. Um, I like that word suddenly, because the word suddenly, um, when he, you know, he comes suddenly, it does not have to do with like um, tomorrow, okay. or in an hour or ten minutes. Suddenly means to means that when it happens, it happens so quickly. Right, it'd be surprising. Yeah, so, yeah. that it just like. Um, it will just take place like um, in just seconds. Abruptly. Abruptly. Kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like in a twinkling of an eye. Mm -hmm. There we and go. Like in a twinkling of an eye. <laughs> uh -huh. It's the rapidness when it comes. Well, and four times in that chapter, we're warned to watch and yep. be ready. So to yep. be alert. And in Romans 13, 11, because we like to have these little extra scriptures. I love where it says it's high time to wake yes. up. Yes. Yes. Because That's now your one. salvation, like every day, our salvation is even closer. It's all every day, the kingdom mm -hmm. of God is that much closer. And 1 John 3 says that he who has this hope purifies himself. Yes. Right. So it's there's an effect in our lives of it purification. Is. It is. Mm -hmm. Did you have anything before we move on? No, go for it. I think. That's, okay. Yeah. Let's move on to day 69, Mark 14, 1 through 11. And I'll go ahead and read that. After two days, it was the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by trickery and put him to death. But they said, not during the feast, let there be an, lest there be an uproar of the people. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper... As he sat at the table, a woman came, having an alabaster flask of very costly oil of spikenard. She broke off the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, why has this fragrant oil been wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. 
and they criticized her sharply. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, and whenever you wish, you may do to them good. But me, you do not have always. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Mm. Going through 11. Yep. <laughs> then Judas Iscariot, one of the 12, went to the chief priest to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and they promised to give him money. So he sought how he might conveniently betray him. You have to get to the contrast, it's right? A lot here, man. Because yeah. Mary <laughs> is giving something that's costly, mm -hmm. and he's seeking to exploit mm -hmm. or get money from Jesus. Ooh. So you've got this incredible yes, contrast: con man, one so who's willing here. to give away the money, and one who's trying to get money. Wow! So um, it's a Jasmine. good contrast. Well, my first, I, yeah, definitely that is huge. My first, I mean, I had tons of takeaways all over the me board too. on this, this one. Me too. The, the yeah, first thing too. I thought was like the. Um, the Passover thing, how they didn't yes. want to put him to death on the Passover, but he still was. And kind of going back to what you said, Jesus has total control right. and a plan. It doesn't matter what you guys want to happen or what you don't want to happen. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And I am the Passover lamb. And so I'm going to come and I'm mm -hmm. going to be killed on the Passover. And, and it just, shows man. too that they were fearing man rather than oh, fearing God. So much like there. They should have feared God on the Passover. Yeah, but the also, trickery, the they deception. knew that the people would riot. So think yep. about how many people by this uh -huh. time have believed in Jesus. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. I mean, they've they been about. healed. Think of all those that have been healed, the, the multitude that's been fed, and they're coming to Jerusalem and they know Jesus is popular. Mm -hmm. You know, they mm -hmm. saw um, one of the comments when Jesus uh, came down the Mount of Olives was the whole world is going after him. Mm. Yeah. So they, they know he's, he's right. a threat mm -hmm. and they don't want the people to riot because they're not that popular already. People are beginning to see the corruption. Eyes are being opened. Mm. So... Yeah, he's a threat. Just mm -hmm. the fact they had to come by trickery and deception. It's just and like, at night, which we'll get. In, yes, right, you know, it's just right. so the whole thing in a is couple so of days. Yes, yeah. yes, we'll get there. We'll get there. And so then here we see Jesus in Bethany mm -hmm. at the house of Simon, and this woman comes. Yes, and but he's Simon the leper. Mm. Yes, so I love that. He also has a testimony. Yeah, yes. some believe Simon the leper was actually I have sorry Martha's husband. Huh. Interesting. A lot of that's church tradition. Interesting. Puts um, Martha, because you see in another gospel that Martha, I think it's um, John, John chapter 12, yeah. that Martha is serving. She's feeding Right. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people equate that house. and it's Simon, right, that uh, they were married. Okay. And that perhaps it was Simon's healing from leprosy that brought Mary, Martha, and Lazarus huh. all to Jesus. Wow. So that's really just, interesting. That's and like just thought, one of those. That's is, a speculation. Yeah. And yeah. here in this passage, it doesn't name her, the woman that broke this um, jar right, and anointed right, him Mary, as Mary, but, but we see that in John. John that's 12. right. Yeah. Matthew's almost the same. Uh -huh. Okay, one account. of the reasons that she's not identified by name in Mark, probably, is, um, and I got this from. Um, from the book, um, Cold Case Christianity. Mm. Oh yeah, I love that By book. By J. J. Warner yeah. Wallace. Yeah. J. Yeah. Warner Wallace. But he talked about, this is the first responder. Mark's kind of the first responder. Okay. Get the gospel out. And most of the people when Mark wrote his gospel are still alive. Hmm. And because Christianity has become a threat and the Jews are looking for people who are Jesus followers mm. to okay. persecute, to bring to Herod's attention. He's not mentioning as many names. 
And when he does mention ah. like blind Bartimaeus, it could be because Bartimaeus had already died by that time. And he only so mentioned he one safe. of the blind men, so maybe yes. that was yeah. another thing. Because it's safer. Mm -hmm. And Interesting. so he's, yeah. he's doing this for the sake of protecting the people mm. who could be at risk. And he was saying in a cold case Christianity, that when they take these cold cases and look at people after 10 years are more willing to talk about what happened because some of the people that either should be arrested or okay. who could be hurt by the guilty party are dead. They're out of the picture. Mm -hmm. They're out of yeah. the picture. That's, so yeah. it's safe to mention the names. So um, he mm. doesn't mention Mary. John does because John, it's believed he's the last one yeah, to write his gospel. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I love that. That's really interesting. And then even just getting into what she did here and everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. so Sorry, just, no, that's that's a, well, that's very helpful. Rabbit trap. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, <clears throat> no, but I just the contrast again with Judas and that because well, we find out in John he was the one who started that whole. Why is she doing this? She's yeah, wasting waste, money. The ulterior right? motives there. But with her, I just saw her as a, as similar to the widow in the pre that we Me looked too. at last week, and just the fact that. They saw the worthiness of mm -hmm. God, and, mm -hmm. and when yes. others, when even the disciples, didn't see how worthy Jesus was, the way Mary did. I mean, this was a prophetic thing, you know, for like, his burial. Well, they thought anointing and spending money on Jesus was a waste. Yes, yeah, you know, Ooh. so sad. Yikes! Well, it yeah. was really a costly yeah, expense. It was. Like, it was. Um, Three hundred denarii would have been like a year's wage, which yeah. in our economy would be about forty thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. So it wow. could have been her That's dowry, it could have been her inheritance that security. she was saving, mm -hmm. security. Mm -hmm. So it really was a costly sacrifice. Very, yeah, exactly. Just like the widow, giving all, mm -hmm. but seeing exactly. the worth. Okay. I was like, wow. There's so much here. Though. Yeah, there is. <laughs> One thing that I love um, is that Mary does not answer back the accusations. Yes. That's so good. She just that does she it. doesn't go, stop it. I'm doing something for Jesus. You know, and feeling she didn't guilty. the other time too when yeah. she was accused right. for sitting at a seat. She goes quiet. And yeah. that's such a lesson for me. My oh. dad would always say, Cheryl, do not defend yourself. Yes. Let Jesus defend you. Yes. And um, in fact, he would also that's say, good. he who um, has himself for a lawyer is a fool. Oh my but, gosh. You know, that if we go quiet, Jesus will defend us. And mm. I love the first thing he says is, let her alone. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love his defense of Mary. If yeah. Mary defended herself, I think Jesus would have just stayed quiet and like, but she kept to task. Yes. And the Lord has spoken to me so many times, stay to task. Yes. Keep doing what I've given you to do. Mm -hmm. This And she did what she could. Yeah. There's so many things we can't do. We can't change the mind of the disciples. Mm. We can't do anything. There's a group of men, when they get together, you can't do anything. But she can keep anointing the feet of Jesus. She mm. can keep doing this. And this is what she could do. Yes. And Jesus says, leave her alone. Yeah. Then Jesus said, she's done what she could, so he's commending what she did. Mm -hmm. And then he says, wherever this gospel is preached, this will be a memorial. So he memorializes her. And he, he brings, he exalts what she's done and exalts Mary and says, Mary, where everybody, where anybody mm. knows this gospel and knows my name, they're going to know about what you did. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and that's true worship. It is. You know, I think that we yeah. sometimes minimize worship to just singing. Mm -hmm. Totally. But worship is to like give him the honor mm -hmm. that's due. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like we say, tithing is a way to honor Jesus. Mm -hmm. We're giving him this money saying, you're due this yes. mm -hmm. and even more. And your servants are, are due a salary. That's why we're giving, you know, I'm sorry, you right. got something. No, 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 no. This. I'm bu no, building on that. Yes. And, and just the fact Love that it. 
you know, as we, yeah, giving our lives, I was thinking about this, I was like, at first I wrote, it's good to be, and I was like, no, it's the right thing to do. Uh -huh. You know, like in uh, Romans 12, and it says, you know, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Yes. That's your reasonable mm -hmm. service. That's, That's just right. what makes sense mm -hmm. in light of what God's done for mm -hmm. you. This is the, it's right to be extravagant for Jesus. It's mm -hmm. right to just lay it all down. You know, I mentioned C.T. Studd, I think last week, who did that with his inheritance. He gave it all back to the Lord. William Borden, the, the uh, yeah, yeah, Borden. The air of Borden. Yeah, yeah. With the, they make the condensed milk and Elmer's glue. They were originally the company that Borden had all Yale? of that. Yeah, Borden of Yale. Yeah. He did that. Gave uh -huh. it all, like his inheritance, everything. Yeah. That's, that's right and reasonable. Mm -hmm. You know, if God calls you to do that, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just to lay it all before him. Mm -hmm. so, you know, Jesus really also suffering. calls what she did noble. Yeah. That word noble always gets me. It's mm. like so um, poignant with integrity mm. and honor. Did you get noble too? You're I smiling. Did. <laughs> the thing that I got the same thought because you saw before the disciples trying to get this position of nobility. They wanted to be at Jesus' right. right and left hand, and that was their their striving to have nobility. Yeah. And here she sits at his feet, and she's honored with that. Yeah. And that's More just so one quick comment, which I'm sure you both uh, know that. Every time we see Mary in the gospel, she's at the feet of Jesus. Yeah, right. I had that down too. You know, every single time, whether yeah. it's uh, John chapter 11, right. John chapter 12, or um, Luke chapter 10, mm -hmm. she's at the feet of Jesus. And it's that audience of one. She doesn't yes. care about what people think, but she loves him. But she might yeah. care what people think, but she just tunes it out. Mm -hmm. You know, because sometimes we think like I have to not care what people think, but yeah. sometimes I just have to let what I'm doing be more important uh -huh. than what people think. Uh -huh. That's well, true. and we see her worship yeah. was costly. It yeah. did cost her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, I think some of those comments hurt. I'm sure. I mean, the criticism, I mean, it hurts. You know, being one who's been criticized a lot. And let me say this, you cannot do anything noble for Jesus without being criticized by, and I think the criticism comes from unexpected places. This comes from mm -hmm. the disciples. Yeah, they should know this better. This comes from the yeah. godliest men. And that's where the criticism, of course, mm -hmm. there's a Judas who starts it. Mm -hmm. But, you but know, it does sound like they were all They all indignant. jumped in. But when yeah. the church, exactly. Yeah. But when the church begins to criticize the worshipers, mm -hmm. that's a sad day. Mm -hmm. And that's so unexpected. I mean, you expect it from the world. Yes, for absolutely. them to say, what a waste. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you do not expect the church right. to look at something that's costly that you're doing for Jesus. Um, I remember a woman going on the mission field and she was giving up everything. Um, she had a very lucrative job. She made like $150,000 a mm -hmm. year. And this is probably about 15 years ago. And we had somebody call us and say, don't let her go. Um, if you talk to her, she won't go. I think it'd be so much better if she stayed in California and gave that money to missions because she is such a great employee. Mm -hmm. uh, she could, she's only got advancement ahead of her. She could have a Fortune 500 yep. company. Her, her, you know, and um, so Brian did call her, not for that reason, but just to say, so tell me about mm -hmm. why and what yeah. God's doing. And it's like it sometimes amazing. God does call people to stay in their jobs yes. to be able to support stuff like that. But then you see someone like Lilius Trotter, yes. who you talked about before, yes. where God had given her these beautiful, amazing gifts of being mm -hmm. an artist, but she knew God called her to give up that worldly career right. and the, to yeah. please Him. And yes. the call of God yes. will always be costly. Mm -hmm. It will always be costly. Yeah. I remember uh, Rosario Butterfield's book. Mm -hmm. And in it, she goes around because she knows that Jesus is real, but she doesn't want to give up her homosexual lifestyle. Her, yeah, or her, her position or her in the career university. And her and, right position. She right. knows this will be death to all of that. Yeah. And she goes around to the people in the church and she's like, 
what did it cost you to serve Jesus? Because she's thinking she's the only one that's going to be costly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everyone had paid a cost mm. to serve Jesus. Mm. Yeah. And you know, the cost sometimes is the criticism of those in the church. That's really sad. That's yeah. hard. No, it's tr and that actually reminds me of um, Amy Carmichael when she wrote yeah. Things As They Are, the, her first book, which was about all of the... Uh, you know, exposing the basically the child prostitution in India. And she yeah. sent it back home thinking, oh good, the church is gonna be so like, you know, willing and ready to help with this ministry. And she got criticized up the wazoo for it. They were like, mm. how could you report on these horrible things? You know, cause it was the Victorian era. Yeah. But then she had to learn like, you know, the fellowship of his suffering and to realize I, you know, when I was alone, you know, kneeling and praying for the little children, Jesus was right there with me. And yeah. that's when they but really the slaveholders who were Christians did not want to give up their slaves because yeah. it would be too costly to right. do the yeah. right thing. Yeah. Right. Too costly to do the right thing. Yeah. And they they persecuted the abolitionists mm -hmm. who were the Christians, who were the church. And yeah. the Christian church um, churches with the um, that were fully integrated were persecuted, mm -hmm. and so you see this 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 story repeating itself yep. over mm -hmm. and over again mm -hmm. throughout the church. You know. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, we need to move on unless you have any nuggets you want to. Oh. Yeah. I did have one thing I just wanted to say. This was what really blessed me the most, and this is such an obvious thing, but for some reason it hit me fresh again. Just thinking about this time, the Passover coming up here, and everything, and all the messianic expectations. And then the expectations on Jesus, because he had the triumphal mm -hmm. entry. There's all of these expectations. It's the Passover and all of this, not realizing that Jesus was going to be the Passover lamb and the fact that I'm going to meet those expectations in a way that you don't expect. Huh. And I'm going to be the Passover lamb this year. And it was just like, whoa. I don't know. For some reason, that just struck and me the afresh. Annoying on the lamb. Yes. Because Ooh. the lamb would be anointed. Right. Yeah. So this took place yeah. before. Right. I mean, yeah. Now, one more thing. I'm sorry, but Judas. He uh -huh. looked like the most pious. Mm, right. He looked like he was thinking about the poor and nobody else was. And you know, you find that pious person. <laughs> my mom and dad used mm, to love this yeah. story. My aunt put a skate rink at her Christian camp and there was one man who said skating was of the devil. It was so bad, so <laughs> awful, blah, 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 blah. And he ended up um, three months later running off with his secretary. Oh, and my dad said those who are the most pious are usually covering Interesting. something. Yeah, you know? they're over, overcompensating. Well, and here he called this a waste. And yes. that word waste, the only other time it's used is in relation to him, the son of perdition. That word perdition yeah. is the same word. Yeah, that's and gnarly. Would, yeah, yeah, we're going to get to the fact oh that it gosh, would be better yeah. if he wasn't born. No, that's Ooh. such a good yeah. Yeah, Heavy. little nugget. Yes. Okay, day 70, Mark 14, to, uh, 12 through 21. Jasmine, would you is please that read that? Okay, mm -hmm. I'll read fast. Okay. <laughs> Now on the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover lamb, his disciples said to him, where do you want us to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? And he sent out two of his disciples and said to them, go into the city and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. Wherever he goes in, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, where is the guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared there make ready for us. So his disciples went out and came into the city and found it just as he had said to them. And they prepared the Passover. In the evening he came with the twelve. Now as they sat and ate, Jesus said, Assuredly I say to you, one of you who eats with me will betray me. And they began to be sorrowful and said, and say to him one by one, Is it I? And another said, Is it I? He answered and said to them, It is the one of, one of the twelve who dips with me in the dish. The Son of Man indeed goes just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It is better, it, 
would be bleh, would have been good for that man if he had never been Ooh, born. Oh, right. And Yikes. there you are. What a waste. Uh-huh. What a waste of a oh life. Oh, my gosh, mm -hmm. yeah. What a waste. Uh-huh. So wasted that it would be better if he had never been born. Oh, gosh. So tragic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we see the prep is very similar to the prep for the triumphal entry yeah, where Jesus yeah. is telling them, here's the path, here's the pattern, yep. go do these go things. Go find this person. Yes. Yep. And it's just as he said. That's the part that I just, I just... I love so much mm -hmm. that when we follow the instructions and the word of Jesus, mm -hmm. we will find it just as he says. Mm -hmm. yep. And you know, there are some people that say, well, the word of God doesn't work. Well, did you mix it with faith? Mm -hmm. Did you do it the right way? Um, my yeah, friend used to give the um, example of a shampoo bottle. Okay. Like if you just carry a shampoo bottle around with you, it will do nothing for you. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, if you um, only follow half of its instructions, or the first instruction, like wet hair. Okay. <laughs> and never apply it, mm -hmm. and never massage it in, never rinse it out. She said, it's got steps mm -hmm. before the claims that it has work. Mm -hmm. And that you have, to, you have to do all of that before your hair will be, clean, be clean, or the yeah. promise of that shampoo bottle That's takes good. place. That's good. Isn't that the That's practical? That's a great illustration. It's like, because we would I, never yes. question that. We'd be like, okay, I'm gonna do yes. what the bottle says. Yes. So totally. why do we question when Jesus tells us to do something? Right, and, yep. and when we do, and we follow it, because there's some people who wanna take half the directions, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. just two of the directions, but they don't Pick wanna take the, the full, and it's only when you, um, I was, again, Psalm 19, when you seek mm -hmm. the Lord with all your heart, mm -hmm that he'll be found of mm -hmm. you, you know? Love and this that. is a beautiful picture where we see the last time everything Jesus said came true and this time everything that Jesus yeah. told yep. them was exactly as he said. It. Yes, yeah. you can bank on it. Absolutely. Right. And uh, I love uh, going into like the disciples yeah. and Jesus saying, one of you is gonna betray me. I love uh -huh. the disciples here. They got so sad and they're like, is it I, is it I? And it just reminded me of um, David, you know, his prayer in Psalms when he says, mm. search me, O God, is there any wicked way in me? I just saw that like heart in them. Okay. Like, maybe it's me, I, you know? I got the greatest revelation that I'd never seen before. Really? Ooh. And I thought about Jesus so fostered an environment of love. Yeah. That the, that the environment that Jesus fostered among his disciples, the way he dealt with them, was remember the commands, mm. love the Lord your God with all your heart, mm -hmm, soul, mind, mm -hmm. and strength, and love one another as yourself. Mm. That it was so strong that when they heard someone was going to deny, they doubted themselves before they doubted one another. Huh. And I was thinking, if we yeah. were told that in our environment, we'd probably be going, mm. oh, it's probably, it's probably him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. totally. my suspicions uh -huh. about him. That's but neat. the environment of love was so thick mm. that huh. Jesus fostered in his presence that they were more prone to self-doubt, is it, is it I? Huh. Yeah, grieved to at that. to say that yeah. about someone else. And, and grieved. At that exactly thought. That, yeah. No, I don't want anybody, you know. No, we love each other so much. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I think sometimes we try to make ourselves invulnerable to pain. Mm. So we want to be prepared. Like, I'm not trusting anybody because I'm not going to be hurt. But that's not the right way. Mm. The right way is to love to the point, as Jesus did, that it hurts when someone betrays. Yeah. And Jesus gave Judas every last chance yeah. to repent. He, he was like again and yeah. again and again. Totally. He loved him so much. He wasn't like acting like he was, you know, gonna betray him, even though he knew that. Totally. Yeah. 
And just, and again, though, just, yeah, like you're saying, that heart, it made me think of, it makes me think of, I remember when I was working at the Bible college and I'd, you know, share on something, a message with the students. And I have certain students in mind, like, boy, they really need to hear this. And of course, those are never the ones that come to you. The good kids that didn't have any problems, they'd come up afterwards mm. repenting. I think this is in my heart. And I'm like, you're fine, yeah. but but I love that because that's what I think of with the disciples You're here. Fostering an yeah, environment they, of love. Yeah, they that's don't want to grieve the Lord, and I was just like, man, yeah. Lord, I want to have that heart, like you yeah. were saying. I'm not looking at everybody else. I'm like, Lord, yeah. search me. What is I it put, in me? Yeah, better to be shocked and disappointed. Yeah. than to live in an environment of suspicion. Yeah. Jesus felt love between his disciples. It was an environment. Um, where love and trust was rich. That's yes. excellent. Well, I say we move on with yeah, that Yeah, we probably thought. have to, huh? <laughs> yeah, day 71, Mark 14, 22 through 31. Cheryl, would you please read that? I will be ready. <laughs> okay, wait. 22, 22 through 31. <laughs> yes, I was not ready. Uh, <laughs> as they were eating, he took bread, blessed and broke it, gave it to them and said, take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup and after drink, giving thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank from it. He said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly, I tell you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, all of you will fall away because it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after... I have risen. I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter told him, even if everyone falls <laughs> away, I will not. <laughs> Truly, I tell you, Jesus said to him, today, this very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. <laughs> but he kept insisting, if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And they all said the same thing thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think of their precious intentions. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And we can sometimes have the best intentions, but Jesus knows our nature. Mm -hmm. yep. I love that Jesus knows our nature. Totally. And, mm -hmm. and I, I loved this too, because, you know, Peter, you know, he was, he was bold and willing to just put himself out there. But because it was, he was confident in himself, obviously it was a weakness, but God would later, Jesus uh -huh. would turn that weakness into a strength. Yeah. But you know, in John chapter would, 17, you know, Jesus says, of all that you've given me, I have lost none of them. Mm. And I mean, that point is so good. But I was <laughs> thinking too that Jesus didn't want them to fight this battle. Mm -hmm. And he allowed the fear, mm. like guys, this is my battle alone. Yep. It's all right that you're gonna run away. It's already in the word. Huh. You know, it, yeah. this is gonna be, this is just your nature. This is what's gonna happen mm. because I need to fight this one alone. Mm -hmm. And even as when they when he was praying, they couldn't stay awake with right. him. It was, mm -hmm. this right. was his battle, like it you was said, his it battle. was all his battle. Yeah, and we'll get to that. I can't yeah. wait to get I to know, the next right? day. Yes. Well, yeah. and what touched me most about this supper with him was just that he was so unhurried in yes. his just continuing to so disciple deliberate. the disciples. Mm -hmm. Exactly. He, I mean, he could have just been stressing and already starting the worrying process about he knew what was coming, yep. but he took this time to live deliberately and unhurried to disciple them. Yes, and to give them a new understanding of what the Passover was, because everything had new symbols, covenant. and he's like, okay, here's what it, like you said, the deliberation, here's uh -huh. what the bread represents yeah. now. Here's and you know what? what? The All the people were only looking to the past. And I think right. about how many people are only looking to the past. Hmm. Yep, yeah. And Jesus say, no, I want you to now look at this towards the future. The new covenant, Because yes. Jesus has come 
we look toward the future. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we remember the past yes. and how the Lord has brought us, mm -hmm. but it's to look towards the future of a greater That's day good. and this new covenant. Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. One other thought with what, what you said that they were, that he was just deliberate with them and not getting all worried. Because mm -hmm. um, in John 13, you know, parallel passage with this is he washes their feet. And, uh -huh. you know, of course, just the fact that exactly. he's thinking of them and loving and serving them. I would not be doing that. There's no way if I know I'm about to die. Right. <laughs> and Judas is in the mix. And He's Judas being is there. Washed. Yeah. His feet are being washed yeah. by it's Jesus. Just, but I love this so too loving. that um, I put, it's an intimate. It's so yes. intimate. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because it's all about relationship with mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not about how much you read your Bible. It's not about how hard you pray. It's not about all your mm. sacrifices. Right. It's really about relationship with Jesus. And he's establishing this relationship that's so intimate. He said, I want you to, it's so intimate. It's almost as if you're eating Jesus. It's mm -hmm. so intimate. It's almost as if you're drinking in Jesus that he's in you and you are in him. And it's so intimate. And this time with his disciples is so intimate because he's telling them about an intimate relationship with him hmm. that they are going to communicate to others later mm -hmm. the intimacy that Jesus wants with us. So, you know, sometimes, I mean, I know we've all had this experience. We feel like the only Christian, hmm. not because um, we're being persecuted, but because the intimacy mm -hmm. between Jesus and, and ourselves is so tight, but he does that for each of us. Mm. And then corporately, we have this great intimacy with Jesus. I bet they mm -hmm. all felt there, you know, I think the reason they argued about the greatest is because they all felt like they were the most loved by Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the way we all feel so mm -hmm. loved by mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Well, and you see Peter saying, not yeah. me, Lord, not me. Like he loved him yes. deeply. Yes. Yeah, it was a yes. sincere. reciprocal. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes, yeah, that's yes. true. But I love how Jesus understands our nature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He does. Oh, Peter. Yeah. yeah. And when, he says, and there's hope. I'm going to go before you in Galilee. Here's mm -hmm. the thing. Hint. It's an ordeal, but there's there's a, a, a silver lining to mm -hmm. it. Like mm. he's preparing them yes. beyond the moment. Like mm -hmm. he's saying, this is gonna happen, but he's already seeing beyond the moment that you're gonna come back and yes. right. you're gonna be used like by that me. Like that scripture you wanna say? That one? That first Peter, where he said, uh, well, Jesus says in Luke 22, and when you have returned to me, strengthen mm -hmm. your brothers. Yes. exactly. And then in first Peter, uh, Peter tells those, you know, after you've, you're going to go through persecution, but strengthen your brethren. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's just like he took that very words that Jesus told him and he gave it to the church. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I love that. And Jesus, for the joy set before him, yes. endured, endured the, cross. the cross. That yes. was good, a reminder too. Yes. Like he was looking beyond. Yeah. He's like, when I get, when I am raised, here's what's going to happen. So. Any other takeaways from this day? 71? No, yeah, I think we went 72. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, let's go to I'm 72. Like, what time is yeah. it? Okay. We went 72. We're like, mm -hmm. 72. 72. Okay, Mark 14, 32 to 42. Oh, that's I'll you. go ahead and read that. Okay. Um, then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little further and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all these things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. And then he came and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Can you not watch one hour? Mm -hmm. 
Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again, he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again for their eyes were heavy and they did not know what to answer him. And he came again a third time and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough, the hour has come. Behold, the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Hmm. Okay, I thought it was interesting that we gave so much room for the first question, when it is sit here while I, know. I pray. <laughs> I know. Lost but space. in other words, we were supposed to have an alertness standing guard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That to realize, you know, um, how close the hour was. Yeah. Um, the question, Jesus' demeanor, he's yes. deeply distressed, and that word can be alarmed. Terrified, right? Yeah. Troubled, mm -hmm. deeply grieved mm. to the point of death. And um, I love what um, Jonathan Edwards that quotes mm. and um, Tim Keller always says that here in the garden, he got the full revelation of the cup he was drinking, mm -hmm. the yeah. whole cost, mm -hmm. everything that would cost. And I think one thing that we don't realize is like we tend to, because we're so materialistic, think of it only as the physical suffering. Uh -huh. yeah. And there was emotional suffering in that there was the rejection, but he suffered mentally, physically, spiritually, yeah. and emotionally. Yeah. And he, I believe he was drawing all the evil. I read this, um, I think it was N.T. Wright or okay. John Stott, might be John Stott. He, he was drawing all the evil of the world onto himself. Mm -hmm. It's Ugh. like the eye of Sauron. Like yeah. he was drawing it away from the right. disciples and drawing it all, the evil of all time yeah. onto his own person. And then I was uh, reading, I can't remember the name of the um, person who wrote it, but he said, Jesus' way of dealing with the evil was not to resist it, but to absorb it. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I was reading that the way the white cells kill a disease mm -hmm. in your body is by absorbing it. Mm, that's right. And dying yeah. for it. Interesting. That's interesting, yeah. And it's that absorption. They mm. actually like vacuum it up mm. and then die in the process, allow themselves wow. to die to purify your body and mm. your blood. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. And, and this seems to be the moment when the battle really was won. Yes. You know, when he yes. already got the victory yes. here by yes. saying, okay, your will be done. I will drink this cup. Like mm -hmm. you said, knowing what it is. Yeah. Right? And the three yeah. times, gosh, Angie, we're not letting you speak. I'm so sorry. Um, but the three times, and it's more me, the three times refers to, um, I think he wants to show us the necessity and the essentiality of what he's going to do. Mm -hmm. Because there are people like, you know, why would God do that? Why was, mm. won't he just forgive? He can't. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sin righteous. It yeah. exacts a penalty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't say to a loan shark, why don't you just forgive my debt? You know, right. they're like, no, you did happen. this. You, you did these wages and the wages of sin is death mm -hmm. and death is the worst loan shark ever. Mm. He's like, you owe me. You yep. know? Yeah, well, in that word cup, too, is often used for God's wrath. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is asking for that cup to be passed from him. And mm -hmm. for his salvation. I'll take the cup of salvation. Mm -hmm. So for him, it was a cup of wrath. And for us, it's a cup of salvation. Exactly. Exactly. Same cup. But yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, but exactly, though, to realize, like, 
there is no other way. That's yes. why he said, is there any other way? Exactly. Nope, I have to do this. Yes. And Gethsemane, another little thing too, is Gethsemane is called the olive press. Mm. And so here he is being crushed and pressed. poured out. And as he's pressed, exactly, and crushed for our sins. Mm. And Tim Keller said too, it's like, this didn't um, surprise him. Mm -hmm. yep. Like the Lord showed him the full picture of all he was going to do and suffer on every mm -hmm. level. And he felt it in the garden. That's why his, his, right. uh, his um, sweat but, turned to blood. Yeah. He felt the extreme and still chose the cup. He chose it, and exactly. It's interesting because the commentary for the um, CSB study Bible says when he's saying to them, pray, mm -hmm. he says the flesh um, the flesh is weak. He's mm -hmm. saying, my own flesh, my humanity is recoiled mm -hmm. against this, mm -hmm. but my spirit is willing. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about his own flesh, right. not their flesh, because it doesn't make sense. You know, right, wait, your flesh, no, your flesh is like, you know, your spirit's not willing, you're asleep, but his flesh mm -hmm. is recoiling mm -hmm. against all of that. It's so weak, mm -hmm. but his spirit is willing. And um, there's a story, um, uh, with Jenny Mitchell, mm. with her daughter-in-law. Her daughter-in-law hated the mission field, the place where she was in Africa. And Jenny Mitchell took her daughter, it was her daughter, her stepdaughter aside. Mm -hmm. And she said to her, honey, all God needs is a willing heart. Yeah. You don't have to have the right desire. Mm. You just have to have a willing heart. Right. And let's just pray for a willing heart mm -hmm. because that will overcome everything else. Yeah. And Jesus shows us the power of a willing heart. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so it's like he can still come back to the Father. He comes back three times. Please let there be some other way mm -hmm. so we can ask the Father. Yes. But then it's that surrender to yeah. his will. Not my yeah. will, but yours be done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even on a, I mean, I know this is the most profound level here, but mm -hmm. for us personally, that's that was something that I took away from it. Like uh, just the purpose of prayer, bringing us into mm -hmm. alignment that's right. that's with so that will. And yes. and even too, this was a cool little thing I read somewhere and I was like, man, that's so true. Sometimes when we're praying and we say, well, Lord, your will be done, people are like, well, that's not faith. Yeah. You should just claim, Lord, you're gonna do this. And to realize actually that is the prayer of faith because if you really trust God, then you right. trust his will is the best. I mean, this was the ultimate prayer of trust of Jesus. Okay, your will be done. This is the best and only mm -hmm. way. And so that really spoke to me because sometimes if I pray, Lord, your will be done, I think, oh, I'm just, that's a cop out. No, that's mm -hmm. saying, no, I want your, your plan is better than mine. Mm -hmm. Your best. Yeah. yeah. It's like when you say to a hairstylist, do what you want with my hair. You're really trusting <laughs> yeah, there's them. Faith. Yeah. yeah, that's such faith. But <laughs> don't get the razor out. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Wait a minute. <laughs> Watch that tool. You know, um, also too, I, again, you know, Jesus has seen the the whole, whole picture of mm. what is going to happen, but he's still mm -hmm. willing to drink that cup mm -hmm. and he's gonna drink it for for disciples that fall asleep, mm -hmm. for, for yeah. disciples that were forsaken, mm -hmm. for all of yeah. us, even though he knows our foibles and our failures, right. he's still gonna drink that cup mm -hmm. um, to save us. And I, I love again, going back to um, Tim Keller, you're just talking about how Jesus knew everything that would transpire and still drink the cup. I, I, mm. It didn't happen to him, as I said before, suddenly. Because I remember having one of my surgeries that I had to have um, a hysterectomy. On waking up and going, I'm so glad I didn't know it was gonna be this bad. Because mm -hmm. I wouldn't mm. have done it. Right. And I would have lived with a really terrible condition. And and I was thinking Jesus knew the full, mm. the full um, gauntlet of pain. He knew everything that was gonna transpire. Mm -hmm. And um, 
Jonathan Edwards said it was in that moment that God showed him everything. Mm. And, and he pressed it yeah. on him, wow. yes. which we wouldn't do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nobody would, yeah. we would recoil, like you said. Yeah. Well, and one of the things I'm seeing too is just what a spiritual battle that we're in and how prayer is this weapon we have in the mm. midst of the spiritual battle. Because yeah. it is spiritual. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. And that prayer he said, you know, pray lest you enter into temptation. Uh -huh. And for me, prayer becomes conversational. I don't mm -hmm. know. I think every woman struggles with this, but I could be wrong. I had these thoughts that kept going south. And I get Southern thoughts a lot, you know, where it starts out really good. Mm -hmm. I might even think I'm writing a, a story, mm -hmm. like a love story. And then all of a sudden you're like, where did that scene come from? You know, <laughs> cut that scene out. And a thought will go south so fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, I realized that if I turn my thoughts into conversation with God, mm -hmm. that my thoughts would be purified. That's good. And so I bring God into my thought life all the time. I'm, I'm like, God, I don't want to think without you. Mm -hmm. yeah. So my prayer becomes, my thought life becomes my prayer life. That's good. And that's what I've really uh, made it a habit and a practice. And I found that it either keeps the thoughts from going south or right away God's like, whew, you know, let's mm -hmm. get rid of the devil right now. Get thee mm -hmm. behind me. Yep. And it's been such a great thing because it's really hmm. strengthened and that's gotten rid good. of that. That's good. That's well, good. we are just about out of time. So if you want to share any final thoughts or... My last takeaway was just the, one of those Christian paradoxes that surrender leads to victory. Because Jesus mm, surrendered, so it led to the most amazing wow. possible our victory. victory. Our victory. Yeah. Yes, amazing. exactly. Like you're saying, the cup of our salvation. Yeah. So. There's, um, there's, one, uh, there's, one, um, there's a book by Henry Garapi. And I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's um, on the suffering of Job. And in it, he has this poem about Gethsemane. Mm. And it said, you know, we hurriedly come and we hurriedly go, mm -hmm. um, always just close to the um, gateway of woe. Mm. And God help those, and I'm skipping a lot of it, who can only pray, not my, my will, not thine be done, and never say, mm. um, and, and never see, the reason for Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he was talking about, he, each of us have a Gethsemane. Mm -hmm. Each of us have a place of surrender mm -hmm. where we have to either say, not my will, but yours be done and give everything to God. For us, it leads to blessing. Yes. For Jesus, it led to taking the curse. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So good. Yeah. All right. Very profound. <laughs> Yeah, so many profound thoughts today mm. and so much encouragement. So we're glad that you joined us today. And we want to tell you for next week, we're going to be looking at days 73 through 78. Six more days of the devotional that we're going to talk about next week, which goes through Mark 14, 43 through 15. 41. And like I mentioned at the beginning, there's just two weeks left. So don't wow. miss it. And what we'd like you to do for the last day, the last Friday in August, come back at 1015. But in the week before, if you could write down what has been your greatest takeaway from the book of Mark, what has the Lord shown you through this studying of the book of Mark and email it in to us. We want to hear and then we want to share it with everyone on that last Friday in August. So you can email us 
us at women at cccm.com. Or if you forget that, you can just go onto the church website, go onto our women.cccm.com website and um, just reach out to us through the contact on our website. Um, and if you forget that, just reach, us, reach out to us on social media. We're gonna have one more giveaway, either on Facebook or Instagram. We haven't decided yet, but that is CCC, CCCM Women. It's a mouthful. So uh, follow us on those on Facebook and Instagram, and we're going to have one more giveaway before the last week. So, all right. Well, Jasmine, do you mind closing us in prayer today? Sure. I would love to. Lord Jesus, uh, you know, we can't thank you enough. That's right. I mean, we can't worship mm -hmm. you enough for That's all right. that you have done for us, Lord Jesus. Um, but we thank you, God, that the more we learn about what you did, the sacrifice, the surrender uh, that you made and the price that you paid, God, we see more and more that it is our reasonable service to just give back to you, to surrender and say, Lord, your will be done in our lives. If you loved us this much, God, then we can give our lives to you and know that they're in, our lives are in faithful hands, God, that you will be faithful with what we commit to you. And so God, in response, uh, Lord, for all that you've done for us today, we just want to uh, give ourselves to you, to give our all like, like Mary did, Lord, just pouring it all out on, on, your, on your head, on your feet, Lord Jesus, uh, to just say thank you and praise you and worship you with our very lives, God. We thank you so much, again, for all that you've done. Continue to uh, increase our, our appreciation, Lord, our understanding, our, our, our love, Lord, for you and um, realization uh, of how great you are. And so we, we praise you, Lord, we do. We worship you and we, we give back to you, Lord Jesus, uh, with our lives today. Um, go before us, Lord, as we continue, um, continue to anoint and bless the last couple of weeks of the study. We don't wanna miss a single thing you have for us, Lord. Mm -hmm. So may we just continue on to the end here, um, looking forward to all you're going to speak. In Jesus' name, amen.